Hi, this is David and this is the Pragmatic Christian. Today I want to begin to share the plan of God, God's plan, you know, in details. But I'm going to be fast about it because I don't want this to be too long. And there are lots of details into it, so I'm going to skip lots of details. And But as time goes on, when we get to talk about, you know, certain areas in specifics, we're going to talk about some of those details that we skipped, right? And then you can do your own study for yourself, you know, go to the Bible and look for the areas, look for the stories, the passages where the stories are, and then you read them and then you study them for yourself and find out what is actually there and then you can confirm some of these things and then learn more and discover more you can even learn something that i didn't say or something that maybe currently i don't know okay so that's the beauty of learning for yourself so today we're going to be talking about the story of god's plan the story of god's plan and the dimension to it is that we're going to talk about the story one by one you know it's the story that connects the whole bible okay so it's a very very big and very very vast story okay it began with adam now for example when when, when god when the bible began with um genesis chapter 1 verse 1 that says in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth okay that was not the beginning of god and then it was called a beginning but we know that um um it's there were things before then or let me say um that was the beginning of the heavens and the earth okay that was not the beginning of god that was not the beginning of um you know there were you know the by the the in in the real scheme of things you know like the book of psalms says um from eternity to eternity you are god so um there has been there have been um you know sometimes they call it the distant past you know a distant past okay so what he calls the beginning is the beginning for man is the beginning for um is the beginning of you know the execution of the plan all right beginning of the execution of the plan and then of course there are lots of things to say you know genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and then verse 2 and then there's a difference between verse 1 and verse 2 and there's a whole lot that happened between part verse 1 and verse 2 i won't go into all that but let's just skip to the path of man okay now oh uh, the creation is very important you see the account of creation that's in the book of genesis chapter 1 is actually a recreation a recreation it's not actually the creation took place that was 
it, it's it's one of those things that were you know encompassed in the first verse in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth you see but in the second verse it said and the earth was without form you see god couldn't have created heavens and the earth and the earth would be without form and void and it would be full of darkness it tells you that something had already happened before you know the events of um verse 3 and verse 4 and verse 5 and all those other verses of the first chapter so all those other verses of the first chapter they were not the creation they were the they were um acts of a recreation you see a recreation a recreation that's why when, when after god made adam he told him to you know one of the instructions he gave him is to replenish the earth he told him be fruitful and multiply have dominion and then he told him replenish replenish the earth now the word replenish means to restore back to original form you see to restore back to original form that was one of the instructions that god gave to adam so the earth itself has a lot of stories you know for those who think well the world you know the bible dates back to 6000 years ago and um, science has shown us that the earth is older than that well the earth is way 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 older than 6000 years ago way older than that and lots of things have happened here that we don't even know okay so this is a very very old earth all right so the bible is consistent with that the bible is right about that okay but you know let's go to where it concerns us in this context adam god created adam now adam was the head of the creation it was the last it was the last thing god created after every other thing every other thing has already been set every other thing has already been you know being created been set in place adam was the last one you know and when adam woke up adam woke up in the garden of eden everything was already set you see he didn't have to start making anything or doing anything the only thing he did was that he named everything god made you see he named the animals and Uh, and then I, I shared the reason why he named the animals the other day is because God has delegated that authority. You know, on the seventh day when God rested, you remember the seventh day when God rested. That was the first day for man. That was the first day of Adam. So God rested on the seventh day. Adam started work. You know that day, and God has been resting ever since. Reason because the earth has been, you know. has been in the custody of man and then Adam was the one that was in custody and then it shared how Adam fell and it was very simple god gave him an instruction and then he gave a different instruction to Eve you know not quite the same instruction god told him do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and then he told Eve that do not touch and then when satan came in the serpent he <laughs> he told Eve that um that god was lying and then of course Eve touched nothing happened 
if hurt nothing happened and then you know she lured adam to eat and adam hurt and everything went wrong now the reason why everything went wrong when adam hurt was because number one god gave the instruction to adam god didn't talk to eve about it even though it wasn't right for eve to eat it but it wasn't gonna do any it wasn't gonna affect you know Eve was not the head of the creation adam was so when adam fell creation fell with him everything you know fell with him everything was disconnected from life and that began the law of death in the world opens to that and then adam was um you know adam and eve were chased out of the garden and then they started having kids it's important to note that they didn't start having kids in the garden of eden it was after they were sent out that's when they started having kids and you know that's just some context you know some people like to everyone's going to that you know the marriage thing and then thinking that um, god instituted marriage in the garden of eden and that's not quite true because they weren't really married until they got out of the garden so that's that about adam now adam you remember adam had two sons okay he probably had more children but the bible shows us two sons cain and abel and then when um, the bible tells us what happened between the two of them that um abel you know god called for an offering and came brought um plants and food and stuff and abel brought brought um, an animal and god only accepts animal sacrifices you know he doesn't accept plant sacrifices you know and and the reason is because it's not because um Abel was a was a animal rearer and Cain was a plant you know someone who does who, who plants and that's why God you know that's why the brutes brought different offerings no that's not the reason why the reason why they brought different offerings was because um Abel you know inquired all right the bible doesn't say this but of course is what you're gonna is what you're gonna um is what you're gonna deduce from the story that abel inquired to know what to give to god while cain assumed that god should be able to take whatever he has and that was where the problem you know that was the problem if, if abel were the plant was the guy you know dealing with plants and then cain was the one dealing in animals i think it should still have ended up almost the same way it should still have ended up almost the same way um because abel sought to what does god want let me give him what he wants why Cain was with the perspective of this is what I have and therefore that's what I'm going to give to God and that's important that's an important lesson for us but let's go forward you know Adam had already fallen 
and then all creation had fallen with him you know adam died and so did eve but the children continued and then till we got to the time of noah by the time we got to the time of noah you know the world had a lot of problems you know the bible talks about you know angelic beings who were meeting with um human beings and who were giving birth to giants and um uh, you know the bible talks about noah and his family being the upright one the only upright person on the face of the earth then you know what that points you know what that points to is not just the fact that um noah was righteous and everybody really wasn't because noah got drunk after you know after the whole flood and everything that happened so noah was not like the perfect you know person there but the reason why god you know god befriended noah in that generation was because um and some commentaries agree to this that noah's noah's family was the only pure human you know pure human breed left every other person had already been you know they already have you know half you know you know we talked about the angelic beings mating with human beings and giving birth to giants so they've already mixed you know they've already mixed marriage and then mixed marriage and mixed in such that most people or everybody else had you know a particular you know gene of giants or a particular you know something like that in their own in their own system so god wanted to get rid of that system god wanted to get rid of the the giants and everything and the old mess that it has made to the human being and that tells you something that god is particular about the human biology okay we may not think much of it but god thinks much of it because he's the one who designed it and he knows what he designed he knows why he designed it that way and I think you know it's it's important that it's kept that way at least for this earth because we know that when we shall when we get to heaven we'll be given another body all right that will be different from this one but it's important for you to um for you to respect the one that he has for us on this earth you know so and that's the story of Noah it was a pure it was a pure breed as in it was a pure human being he had no you know giants he had no you know funny he had no funny mixtures in his family and then that's why God preserved them and then a flood came and destroyed the whole world and then God made a covenant with Noah concerning the earth because now you know Adam is gone there is still the earth so Noah was like the man in charge of the earth that's why those men whatever they said you know whatever they said became law whatever they said became you know a blessing or a curse okay so from Noah we got to the story of Abraham and Abraham was like the first close friend that God had in a man 
Why? Because Abraham was the first person, or Abraham was the first person, you know, they call him the father of faith because he was the first person who related with God on a faith level beyond what, you know, anybody else have. You know, prior to that, God had to, you know, give signs, give displays, give all kinds of things, you know, but with Abraham, and then Abraham grew, he grew in that, and then got to understand God better, and then, you know, his faith was amazing to God, and God gave him the sea of hope to the world, you know. He, you know, when God asked him to, you know, asked him what he wanted, and then the Bible says, Abraham looked at the whole world, you know, and then God gave him the world, and that's why, you know, um, up to today, it's still a thing when they talk about the children of Abraham children of Abraham because God gave the world to Abraham you know now Adam is gone Noah is gone now it's Abraham's Abraham's stone so God was dealing with Abraham directly that was God's friend in that generation but aside from that God gave it to Abraham and also to his seed you see he gave it to Abraham he gave the promise to Abraham and then to his seed because God was so pleased with Abraham. You know, Abraham was his friend. So he picked Abraham in that generation. And then instead of picking another person in the next generation or picking another person in the next generation, he vowed to stick with the seed of Abraham. Okay. And then that included Isaac and then to Jacob whose name was later changed to Israel. Now, why that line? Why, why that pattern? Why did he, you know, follow that, you know, um, seed of Abraham? Why did he follow that, um, that line of the children of Abraham? Because, you know, after Adam sinned, there was a disconnect between God and man. And, man and creation was disconnected from life from the source of life so god the first thing is remember that was when god made adam adam was not god's dream you see adam was not god's dream yet god was still you know adam was still a work in progress even though he had already been created all right it was still a work in progress because if god's aim was to live in a man god should if god adam was a finished work God should have gone to live in Adam straight up and then that didn't happen but that tells you that Adam was even even at creation Adam was still a work in progress which was taunted because of the instruction that he failed to stick to now after that had happened for God to go back to his plan he first has to connect man back to him because if he doesn't connect man back to him he couldn't make he couldn't make his original idea come to pass all right he couldn't make his original idea come to pass so the first thing was to connect man back to him 
Now, in connecting man back to him, he needed another Adam. And another Adam in the sense of a man that he is going to commit the world to. You know, that is going to carry the creation with himself. And then connect back to and connect everybody back to the source of life. Connect everybody back to God and, you know, bridge you know, the gulf between God and man. So God needed, you know, he needed a bridge at that point for him to continue. You see, because Adam was not a dream yet. He was still he was still a work in progress. But now that he he messed up, God had to first get man back to the level that Adam was and then continue from there to the original intention of where it was going okay so that's the case with israel and then he promised that there was one that was coming who was going to bridge that difference that gulf between god and man there was going to be a bridge between that and that was jesus that was jesus so the reason why israel is important was because israel was the nation that that promise was given to that the one who was going to come who was going to bridge that gulf between God and man was going to come in their nation was going to come from their nation you see the promise was given to them was given to Abraham and then to Isaac and then to Jacob that became Israel and then the nation of Israel that was what made Israel special you see that was what made Israel special because they were the people to which that promise was given. That was what made them different from every other nation in the world. Okay? And then, at the right time, Jesus was born. And the birth of Jesus is very interesting. He was born of a virgin. There was no intercourse. He was born of a virgin. Now, that's very important because if he was born of, you know, someone who is already married or someone who is already, who is not a virgin, there will be the rumor that, oh, maybe he's not born of God or born of the word of God to which he is. So, God had to pick a virgin and then that was Mary. And then Mary was picked, not because Mary was excellent or was better than everybody else but the bible was very clear she was highly favored you see when the angel came to mary he told her she is highly favored of everyone in you know in israel of every you know virgin in israel she has been chosen to carry you know to carry jesus for nine months in her womb before giving birth to him so the word was sent to Mary and then the word became seed that started to grow in the womb of Mary. Okay? And that you know shows that God that Jesus was a man. See, Jesus was born a man. You know when they say Jesus was not half God, half man. No, because for you to be half God, half man, it means that some of your 
human being qualities has been sacrificed for some divine qualities and that didn't happen jesus was a hundred percent man as in a hundred percent man the normal nine months in the womb of a woman jesus used it the only difference was he was from the seed of god he was the word of god you know god spoke his word to mary and that word became you know became the sperm inside mary you see that word became the sperm inside mary which produced jesus so the word produced jesus meaning that the word jesus is the word made flesh jesus is the word become human the word of god become human and prior to that the word of god you know we talked about god being three persons before but it's important for you to understand that the word of god does not have a personality of its own before jesus and that's important that may be huge but big for you but you can study it for yourself it's important to know that because the word of god is god that's that's what john was trying to explain in the first chapter of john when he says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god you see you can study it for yourself first chapter in the book of john all right now jesus came for a purpose and the purpose is to die why die because only through death can mankind be redeemed and then what about oh what about other people who died other people who died were not you know the word of god made flesh you see jesus was the word of god made flesh and then he had to die to suffer you know to put himself on the line for because what 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 adam did that um put the world that cuts the world away from god that cuts creation that cuts mankind away from god jesus had to do you know had to come to fill the gap to create a connection back between god and man and what that had what that took you see what that took was remember when adam had the fruit the bible says their eyes were open and then instantly i told you death is separation when god god told adam the day you eat of it you should surely die and adam may be thinking of physical death but actually what god meant is separation the day you eat of it you're going to be separated from me and he and the whole creation they had of that fruit that very moment he became separated because the first thing is high sight changed and then of course god had to send him out of the garden because you know he has already been separated there's no point you know lingering around and you know adding more problems to the problem that already existed so god sent him out of the garden pending the time that you know there will be a redemption now it's important to note that because Jesus came to die. Yeah, he preached, yeah, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, but his primary purpose in the world was to die. 
and the reason is because it is only through death that it could you know bring back mankind and creation back in connection with god you see only through death can that you know happen I can't go into all the details of why death, but death is the only way that could bring man back because death is the is what is what you know separation separation is what created the mess in the first place, and then that is what is going to because when you know I talked about God being a architect, he has he has already set the rules. Okay, so when Adam disobeyed God and then and indirectly obeyed the devil, you know, Jesus had to do, you know, the otherwise. But then he had to start from death because the penalty of sin is death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. So Jesus had to come from that point. And then Jesus died. Then he resurrected. Now this is big, but the the Jesus that died is different from the Jesus who resurrected from the dead. When Jesus died, his death was what was needed for redemption, for the redemption of man. So redemption came from the death of Jesus. Now that's different from the resurrection. The resurrection is based on something that God had wanted to do. Remember, I said that God's original idea was in Adam. Adam was still a work in progress. Okay, God was, you know, going further. He was going to go further. So through Jesus, he did two things at the same time. Number one is that he restored that bridge that was broken by Adam and then the second thing was true resurrection it brought you know a superior life to man it brought a superior life and then the position that Adam had when he created Adam was now the same position Jesus had when he raised when he was raised from the dead. You see, before he died, he was just God's servant or God's anointed one that was sent to die to redeem mankind and creation back to God. Now, after he resurrected, you know, he became a what we call the second Adam. He became the head of the creation. You see, before him, Adam was the head of creation. And then Adam messed up. But now that everything has been restored back to, you know, back to what it used to be in the realm of the spirit through the death of Jesus, you see, the the creation needed another head. The creation needed another Adam. You see, and then Jesus was resurrected to be the second Adam. That's the head of the creation. So he became, you know, Lord over all. That's where he became the Lord and Master. 
although people already called him lord lord people already called him master before he died but it is actually after his resurrection that he actually became the lord that we call him today or that we refer him to be today it wasn't it wasn't when he was you know walking around the streets of nazareth preaching and healing people it's after his resurrection and after the resurrection we have the ascension now the ascension is important because that was you know that gave us a, a picture of heaven that gave us a picture of um authority and that gave us a picture of um what it's like you know you can study this in the book of hebrews where it talked about what jesus you know the 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 activities that took place at the ascension you see at the ascension the things that took place at the ascension if you study book of hebrews you're gonna find that out and then the resurrection of jesus brought about a new reality for the whole world so instead of you know adam you know filled with all creation but now jesus has brought back everybody and now he is the head of a new you see a new order now the order is different from that of you would say okay why is it then that after the death of jesus things didn't return back to um the circumstances of life didn't go back to what the garden of eden was that's because um that's not the goal that's because that's not the that's not the original idea that's not the that's not what god is after that's not the end point you see god has another end point in mind so it's a different order it's a different you know that gets that gets um god exactly what he wants okay and then remember we talked about the purpose the end goal of god is for him to live in man you know he created man to be to be able to house him and that began from jesus if you study the book of colossians it talks about how the fullness of god now dwells in jesus okay now that the fullness of, and what does that mean it means the father and the spirit now lives inside jesus you know i said jesus is now the head of the new creation the head of the new creation of which we are going to have our own heaven and our own earth later okay but for now we are in this world but we are not of this world you see in this world but not of this world it's a different order it's a different system it's a different it's a different um it's a different scheme entirely it's different from what adam used to have and this is important because in acts chapter 2 we talked about the coming of the holy spirit and then the indwelling of the holy spirit 
And then, after the enduring of the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which began, you know, the idea or the reality of God living in a man. Because the Spirit of God is God. And then the Spirit of God living in a man is, of course, the beginning of Christianity. Christianity is God alive in a man. It was when the Holy Spirit started to live in people that was where Christianity began and that was in Acts chapter 2 not when Jesus died not when Jesus resurrected not when Jesus ascended no it was when the spirit started living inside people when it came in Acts so that was where you know that was when Christianity started that was when it started calling them followers of the way they were not bold they, they locked themselves in even after the ascension of Jesus they locked themselves in until the Holy Spirit came so Christianity did not begin from the death or the resurrection you know at the resurrection Jesus was the only one who was you know in the new order but when the Holy Spirit came in Acts 2, you see, he's no more the only one. He, you know, his life has now been shared with us. And when I mean shared with us, it's not like we have a tiny percentage of it. No, we have a fullness of it, even as he is full. That's the same way that we are full of his life. And the Spirit dwells in us, and the Spirit dwells in Jesus the Father dwells in Jesus. So the Spirit brings the reality of Jesus, the Father, and the Spirit in us. You see, and that's why we're Christians. And that's why Christianity is the answer. You see, because this is what man was made for. See, this is the... I, I just run you through the old story of the Bible. This is the this is what everything is about it's about god living in a man and okay you say okay now that that has been happening for a long time now why is it that you know it's still happening that way as in why is it that we still have this world why is it that we still have this earth why is it that we are still waiting for the promise of you know jesus coming together to take his saints away why is it that it's still a promise the reason is very simple the first reason is that god wants more god wants more he's not going to stop until he has he has the 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 number that he wants let me put it that way that he has the number that he wants but much more than that much more than that much 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 more than that god wants you know high quality let me put it this way high quality containers you know so far so far even looking in our world so far you know you've seen people who have attained to you know you know it's it's rare when you see people okay how many people do you know who have gone close to the level of jesus before he was, you know, he died and resurrected. Now, the Jesus that we are to mirror to the world today is the one that resurrected. But, look at the world today. 
even look through history how many how many people have you seen who are on the level of Jesus who perform miracles on the streets you see that's the challenge that we still have because we have not gotten to that place yet and the thing is God wants us to get there and God wants us to go beyond you see God wants us to get there God wants us to go beyond so he's not gonna he's not gonna blow the trumpet until you see the Bible says he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet you see all his enemies all so he must reign he must reign and how do, how does he reign he reigns through us you know Jesus is not in the world today we are the ones that are in the world you see so we have to reign and when when it means reign uh, when it means reign it means reign i mean reign like a king you see Someone calls it kinging, <laughs> you know, to reign like a king. And so that's the challenge. See, God must get that quality. God must get that high quality Christians, high quality containers. So, so that's that's really why one of the reasons why it's, it's been lingering so long. See, it's been lingering so long, and it's just it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. And then gradually we will start seeing high quality. I, I don't know about you, but I plan to be one. I, I plan to be one. Dear God, I plan to be one. I plan to do big things. You know, we've seen people, for example, we've seen preachers who experience lots of supernatural things. We've seen preachers who have, for example, um, healing school meetings and things like that. And then you know, the witness of, you know, miracles happening in their meetings and then healings and all kinds of things. But I don't know about you, but I want to take it to the next level. See, Jesus didn't just do his own in meetings. Jesus did his own, you know, on the streets. And isn't it amazing if we have, if we have, let's just say, just 4 million people who are on the level of Jesus. You see, one million people who are in this world who are on the level of Jesus. Boy, it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be really, really amazing if you just have one million people who are on the level of Jesus. Who are on the level of Jesus. And then it will be easy for the gospel to spread fast. And then the end can come quickly. The end of this world can come quickly. But until then, you see, God has to get what he wants. And he will. Okay? He has to get what he wants. And he will get what he wants. So it's important for you to see that big picture with him. It's important for you to see that big picture with him. And then line up with it. So, for example, I've made up my mind. I'm going to be an high quality Christian. I'm going to be an high quality Christian. So what about you? What kind of Christian are you going to be? The one that goes to church every Sunday and come. I don't know much, but I, I I don't bond with this um, this life of Christianity without power, you know, powerless. And then you can't do anything. 
you're broke, you are sorry, you're apologetic for everything and you know you can't change things by yourself on your own. I don't know about you but I don't want that life. <laughs> See, I wanna live the the life of a king in this world. And when when I mean a king, you know, it's not a, a, a it's not a physical king, but that of a spiritual king. You know, the life of a spiritual king. And that's what God wants for you. That's why the Bible says in the book of Timothy that God wants everyone saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Because when you only when you get to the knowledge of the truth, that's when you can be big enough to do big things. And God wants Christians who can do big things. Okay? So that's important for you to be able to do big things. And you must factor it, you must keep it in your mind, you must keep it in your heart. That this is what God is after. You see, this is what God is after. And it will do you so much good for you to be that, to be that person for him. To be that person for him. To be, there's no greater honor than to be that person. That, that, that's all God asks of you. He wants you to be that person. That person, he, you know, that person consistent with his original idea. He wants you to be that person for him. And what does it take? Saying yes to him. Saying yes to him. Saying yes to him. Saying, I'm going to be, you know, the person consistent with God's original idea for man. That's all it takes. I'm going to be. And the way to be is to submit yourself under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And what does that mean? The Lordship of the Word of God. And what does that mean? It means that you are going to be studying the Word of God you're going to take the study of the word of God serious in your life and you're going to make it your, you know, your yardstick, your decision tool in your own life. You're going to make it the final word over your life. And as you learn, you, know, you become, you listen, you learn, you practice, and then you become what you read. You see, you become what you study in the word of God. And that's how... You see, that's how you make, that's how you align yourself with God's plan. Alright. So, the, that's, this is shortly the story of God's plan. There's a lot more to it. There's a lot more details to it. If you want to study, you can study through the Bible. It's there for you. I, I mentioned some verses. I mentioned some books. You can look through it yourself. And study this, you know, this is just like an appetizer for you to get curious about some of these things and check them out and see them and study them and make the knowledge yours. Alright, so I hope you have learned something today. Thank you for listening and I hope you listen another time. Bye.